We're talking about how to set personal boundaries. I've got Recovered Life contributor and life coach, Nicole Lesperance on the line. How you doing, Nicole? Great. Yourself? I am doing great. So good to have you back on the show today. You always bring a lot of valuable insights. Listen, we're talking about setting boundaries. Really kind of a hot topic. Very hard to do sometimes, Nicole. Yes, absolutely. They can definitely be difficult to do sometimes. Um, but once you get in there and you get going, I think that you see how wonderful they are and how empowering they are for you. Absolutely. You know what? Some of the secrets of setting boundaries we're going to get into today, we're going to use your expertise and really kind of enlighten people about how to actually do this. I wanted to ask you at, at you know, right up uh, on the top of this uh, this episode here, how do you know, Nicole, if you don't have good boundaries? Because people might think maybe some of the discomfort I'm having in my life is I feel like I'm being pushed around. I'm not really being heard. What are some of those signs and symptoms that say, hey, I might not have the best boundaries? I would say feeling that way more times than not, that you don't have control or calm in your life when you are dealing with people in general or specific people. Boundaries are what you put in place to help you teach others how to treat you. So it shows anyone around you what you will and will not accept as far as behaviors towards you. And it can also help you learn or enforce how you treat yourself, such as making sure that you take time for self-care. Boundaries yeah. are created to make you feel safe. Absolutely. You know, and I think a lot of the times, Nicole, people don't really know what they want their boundaries to be. Right. So mm -hmm. we're going to get into that a little bit about being specific about what those boundaries are. Now, in the case of living with somebody who might be in active addiction, or maybe it's even people who just got sober, Nicole, mm -hmm. uh, and wow. now they're trying to kind of set boundaries with their family or friends. What yeah. are some of the ways to be able to do this? Right. Because it seems very ominous. Obviously, you have to know what your boundaries are. But how do you start that process? If you maybe you're seeing some of these signs and symptoms of poor boundaries, how do you go down that path and start building those? Um, for some people, they need to list out what they will not accept. Other people need to list out what they will accept. And again, it it differs for each person and each person that you are creating these boundaries with, if it's people as a whole or a specific person. Um, one woman that I know tried multiple ways to come up with her boundaries list, and she found it best for her to list out what she will accept and in the form of what she wanted in her life from her life partner, for her children, her pets, her home, for her career. Um, and then anything that she dreamed up, she wrote lists, drew pictures. She went as far as making a wish list on Amazon um, just so that way she was getting it out there. She was believing in it and living it. And she found that to be incredibly empowering for her. Mm, so it's coming up with that clarity about what exactly you want and what you don't want. That's hard sometimes for people who maybe haven't had the best boundaries their whole life. Yes, it can be very scary, very intimidating. And it's a process to work through. Yes, with a coach, with a therapist, with a good support group. Absolutely. 
So I know you've gone through your own personal, you know, journey with this about, you know, learning how to set boundaries. What was some of the most rewarding things that you found? I mean, it must have been scary at first, right? You have a lot of fear. It's like, if you've never really done that, aren't you really afraid of what other people are going to think and say about you or how they're going to react? Yes. Yeah, it can be very scary. Um, But again, it goes back to having a good support system. And then realizing that you do not want to live this way anymore and that you're going to stand up for yourself. And that can be in, you know, if you're stealing from people to fuel your addiction, then you're not allowed in my home anymore. If you're going to, you know, gaslight, darvo, blame shift, minimize, then I'm not going to speak to you for an extended period of time. Things like that. Because you can't control what other people do, but you can only control how you react to what they're doing to you. Well, that is a lot of it sometimes, right? Is this illusion that you somehow have control. And I hear this a lot with people. I even hear this from people, Nicole, who have been sober for periods of time that have Mm -hmm. a loved one in their life that is in active addiction. And they say, well, if I stop doing this, if I stop enabling them, if I stop doing this, this is all going to crash and I'm responsible for this. And I think one of the, you know, the big lessons of recovery is that you learn is that, you know, you're not really responsible for other people like that, that you don't have this, the control that you think you have. Correct. Yes. Sharing your life with an addict that can be excuse me, very difficult for some people to accept. Um, It goes back to the, you didn't cause the addiction. You can't cure the addiction. Yeah. I I think that is the, you know, I think that's a really hard lesson to learn in, in recovery. I know that I've gone through my own personal battles with that, right? Is that where do I have my, where do I have the power and where don't I, and obviously setting those boundaries are really, you know, is that first step. So Nicole, tell us, you know, obviously with follow through, this is the big thing that people complain about with setting boundaries, right? Like they start to become clear about what works for them, what doesn't work for them. And then they start to try to set up and to try to follow through. And, you know, I know you deal with this a lot as a life coach is that people have tried, but they're just unable to follow through. They fall short. How do you deal with that? If you set your boundary, but it didn't really stand up for that boundary. Um, first, reevaluating the boundary. Is this really a boundary that is important to you? If it is, then do you need to adjust it a little here or a little there? Um, do you need to attach it to another one? Um, <clears throat> and you know, reach out to your community. If you're not feeling that you're very strong in that moment when you need to uphold that boundary, reach out to your community and ask them for their strength to pass on to you in, you know, through prayer or support and talk or conversation and and somebody have somebody be there to help you find that strength within yourself to be able to uphold that boundary. And it it might, you might have to crash and burn a couple of times, but, you know, just keep getting back up there and moving forward. And even if it's, you know, one little step forward, keep moving forward. And eventually you'll see how empowering and wonderful boundaries really are for you and those around you. Absolutely. You know, I'd love for you to address here in closing this feeling that a lot of people have that I hear 
when they set boundaries is the worst case scenario. I'm going to set this boundary and then this person's just going to leave. I'm going to be abandoned, right? The, the sense of abandonment, this desperation that, oh God, I really hope that they 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 really live up to this boundary that I've set, right? And it's a, let's say it's a realistic boundary, like you were talking about. If you steal, if you do this, if you're actively using, if you're doing that, um, how do you get past that? I mean, did you deal with that in your life? And, you know, how do you get past that huge fear of like, well, what if it just doesn't work out? What if the worst case scenario happens and I have to step in and say no more? I mean, I definitely had to step in and say no more. I'm not going to accept these. Um, it has created distance between me and some of those people in my life. And it was difficult at first to accept that they weren't willing to respect my boundaries. Um, but then I saw that they're still going to do what they're going to do. It's just not chaos in my life anymore. And through coaching and my support groups and things, I've learned that I really am better off without that chaos and destruction in my life. My mental health and my physical well-being is in a way better position now than it would have been had I stayed in that chaos. Nicole, final thoughts here. If anybody that's listening to this and maybe they've had years, decades, maybe their whole life, maybe every relationship they've had, uh, they haven't really had clear boundaries. What's yeah. your message to them? You can start at any time. <laughs> Call me. Let's let's figure this out and uh, we'll start working on it and we'll get you there. Nicole Lesbron, thanks so much for coming on today. Thank you. Keep the conversation going. Join Recovered Life, a community of like-minded people who are looking to live their best recovered lives. Membership is free and you can apply at recoveredlife.us.